Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's program. This is Calvary Live coming to you from the studios here at Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado, the home of Grace FM. We want to welcome everyone listening on Hope FM, on Truth FM, and of course, we are so glad to have you guys on the Freedom Radio Network, Freedom FM. Uh, I think it's Freedom Radio FM. We're glad that you're with us all around the country. Give me a call, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. You can always text me, 720-336-0897. I just got back from some ministry time in Fredericksburg, Virginia, uh, with my friend Pastor Mark Ramirez and his ministry team there. Did a men's conference there as well as uh, teaching their Sunday services. What a glorious time. First time I was ever in Fredericksburg. First time ever at this church. Uh, being able to serve alongside Pastor Mark and Seth and Micah and the team there. Um, but it's good to be back. Uh, you know, you. I was telling a brother today, uh, We were a couple of us were at a conference today down in Colorado Springs. Shout out to you guys at New Life Church. Those of you guys in Colorado Springs, we uh, were down there and I was tell- talking to a brother there uh, that was at our table that, um, and I, I've been sharing this a lot lately, it's, I don't know when it was a few years ago where I just came to the realization that I have more years behind me than I have ahead of me. And, you know, that's a, that's a nice way of saying I'm getting older and there is, you know, the, on the scales, I've passed the midway point. Uh, I mean, even if I live to be 100 and something, I mean, what kind of body will I have? What kind of activity and mobility will I have? Well, how sharp will my mind be, you know? And um, my younger days, I threw most of those away serving the world. So I want to go out strong. Uh, I want to live every day like it's the last day. Uh, I want to be faithful to what's in front of me. I want to learn to follow Jesus in the moment. Uh, and I want you to learn too. I want I want us to learn together. Uh, I want us to grow in grace together. I want us to run with the vision that God has given to us. I want us to read our Bibles every day and to pray every day. You, you, you know, I know you're looking for help in a radio program. Great. I'm glad you're with us. And I know you might be looking help at a book and we provide resources. And I, I know you're probably looking for help in different ways, pastorally, counseling, and those are all tools that God uses. But if you want to see immediate spiritual growth in your life, all you need to do is do two things. Make a commitment for 30 days to read your Bible every day and pray every day. Read your Bible every day and pray every day. The Lord, the Holy Spirit will burst upon you in a mighty way. Your mind will be washed with the water of the Word. Your prayer life will create humility and dependence as you cry out to the Lord. 
It, nothing but good can come when you read and pray every day. And I'm just going to say it till I'm gone. Read and pray every day. 303-690-3000. Memphis, Tennessee. Rebecca, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks for having me. You're welcome. What's up? Um, I uh, have a question, Senator. Um, um, friendships. I uh, thought, to put it into context, I was uh, saved about a year and a half ago now, I guess. Okay. Um, yeah. And uh, before that, um, my friendships were centered around, um, you know, going out, partying, um, all the things that with that. Um, and so after getting saved, I really um, cut myself off from that um, and really stopped spending time with those friends and building okay. new Christian friendships. Um, yes. But, uh, so, sorry, it's like long-winded. Um, so, okay. uh, you know, how, what's the best, uh, I mean, how do you go about maintaining those old relationships and being able to pour into those relationships um, and give them um, the the grace that you have received, um, but still uh, maintain the, the life that you're called to live? No, that's a great question. You know, I was saved later in life myself. I was saved in my 20s. Uh, saved out of a uh, alcoholic drug use party uh, lifestyle myself um, with a lot of various friends that some of them are still in my life. Uh, some of them just couldn't be. They couldn't deal with the change in my life or didn't want to deal with the change in my life. And I respect that. Um, but right. I think that a couple of things that we need to be careful of, you know, one, we don't want to abandon all those people. God put them in our lives. And they're a part of our life, <clears throat> and we don't want to we we don't want to abandon them because we have a new life. Um, you know, of course, our deepest desire, as you're as you're sharing, is to take them with us and to share the love of Jesus with them and to minister to them. So, one of the helpful things is to, in your mind, be able to separate the people from the behavior, right? Yeah. So, there's there's certain places that you just can't go anymore and there's certain things that are just not good for you anymore you you've been delivered from them so you're just not in a place to go back to them now i have to say there might be opportunity for you you know i was uh, more than anything i was saved from addiction to alcohol and and that deliverance in god's life for me was complete and thorough so being yeah. around alcohol is not a temptation for me um it hasn't been I don't expect it to be. And, you know, and a lot of my family members, they're drinking and partying still, you know, big house parties and family parties and and never had a problem going to them, never tempted. But I don't advise that for people that might be tempted. Um, right. That, But maybe there might be a day when it's no big deal. You could be around that stuff. It's no temptation. I mean, I walk into a Chili's restaurant and the bars to the right and the restaurants to the left. I have no, dis I have, it's no problem for me. Um, that behavior is not a part of my life anymore, but for some people it is a big deal and you want to stay away from it as uh, much as possible. However, we don't want to stay away from the people. So instead of the bar, right. we go to a Starbucks, you know, instead of a club, we catch a movie, uh, and dinner, or we invite them over to the house and, 
it it's going to require and so you you already know this so it's all kind of repetitive right but it's going to require for you a greater sense of sacrifice than it will for them like yeah. like you, you're going to have to learn how to endure the foul language cuz that's how you guys all hung out and you're going to have mm-hmm. to learn how to endure the 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 stories up to a point where you're going you know I'm sorry you know I just can't listen to that I can't do that right. you know you're going to have to endure you, you're learning to endure in the holy spirit making space for them because you already know what kind of people they are because that was you right right and so but true. what can be what's added though what you have that you didn't have before is the love mercy compassion and empathy that you look at their life and you see how empty it is. You see how destructive yeah. it is. You know it's not going to end well. And you don't you don't need to preach to them because they already know. They know because now right. one of the reasons why some of them don't want anything to do with you anymore or call less and less is because your very presence is a conviction to them. Mm. Because wow. you were just with them, you know, a year and a half ago. Wow. You were... Uh, yeah. You were there and now you're not and you're like, oh, and you don't even have to say anything like just you saying no to them or or not returning their calls like, hey, let's go partying. It's Friday night. Nah, you know, I'm I'm going to be a Bible study or, you know, I'm, I'm just going to stay home tonight. And, oh, you fuddy duddy, whatever names they're calling you. And um, <laughs> and that's all response to, hey, yeah. you know what? Rebecca's not one of us anymore. Um, and. You know, one final thing to think of is here's the thing, too, that you're going to find out. You're going to find out which one of those were real friendships and which weren't. Mm. Wow, that's true. That's good. And, you know, a lot of the guys I hung out with, it was only partying that kept us together. We weren't really friends. Um, and when we stopped partying, we stopped hanging out together. And, you know, I lost touch with them. Although over the years, you know, both high school friends and friends I had at work, uh, it's amazing when you stay open and you stay um, connected to them and available to them when there is a crisis, you can expect they'll call you. Right. Mm. That's so good. Yeah. But is don't there, abandon them. Has there ever been a time for you, like a relationship that your consistency and your steadfastness has been, um, has I mean, maybe not the reason, but has you've seen them in that um, uh, give their life to Christ? Well, I, I did lead people to Christ after I got saved that I worked with, uh, yes. Um, but I ended up moving away from where I grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been here in Colorado now for 21 years, almost 22 years. And so I, um, I, I, I moved away from my hometown, like where I hung out. Um, and that, that obviously frayed relationships, you know, that distance, distance changed, but it's like I told my kids, you know, I've raised all my kids into adulthood now, but you remember how important high school relationships were because we thought it was the end of the end and oh my gosh, we're going to be friends forever. And I, and I, I try to tell my kids, nah, you know what, most likely you're not going to see those folks ever again. And, (laughs) and, um, that it's not what you think it is. Like it's, it's different. Um, but I have stayed in contact with quite a few people I've worked with. Um, I have stayed in contact with friends from high school. Um, mostly we're all saved now. So, but there's a few people that are, 
um, that aren't saved that we used to party with. And, you know, I haven't really been active on Facebook in a long time. So that was one of the ways I could stay in contact with them. But, but, but if people want to find me, they have, they will have no problem finding me. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, that's really encouraging. Thank you. I, I, one other thing that, that happened to me that may happen to you, it just depends on what your personality was, but before I was saved and especially when I was drunk, I was a very mean uh, person. I was I was very bad. I mean, I don't even know the kind of word I want to use. It was, I, I would make fun of people. I would hurt their feelings. I I would make jokes at their expense. It was it was really bad. And there were a couple of people in particular that I felt strongly convicted uh, that I needed to apologize to them that I wanted them to know I'm sorry, that I, I'd like to start a new friendship. Uh, and for the most part, everyone but one uh, accepted my apology. I, I remember this one man, um, I must have hurt him super deeply, and he wanted nothing to do with my apology. He was actually mean back to me. Mm, like he was, wow. he was super upset that whatever I did had lasted. And it was high school. You know, it was that high school year. Um, oh, he was yeah. a... a a schoolmate and you know I was a new believer so I, I was just real eager to make things right with everybody I was I just wanted to tell him I turn a new leaf and I'll do whatever it takes to to undo and and there was one person and I still pray for him when I think of him and even just bringing him up now like I still pray that not only not only would he forgive me but that he would also come into a saving knowledge of Jesus that mm-hmm. even the pain he endured in high school was God's way of showing him how how hard this world is and that there's a better world coming. But I think that, you know, some people listening in, you know, you have to expect that there, there is a, a though as we go back and we're trying to reconcile and mend relationships uh, or even deal with that, not everybody's going to be, you know, <laughs> as super yeah. encouraged as you are. Yep. That's so true because they don't have the same encouragement that we have. And I think right. that that's kind of, um, the hard part to to remember sometimes is to be able to put yourself back into that position and um, understand where their actions come from, and it's not from God. Right. Well, that's really encouraging. Thank you. That um, just kind of affirms a lot of um, that's really where where I have been. Uh, you identified exactly a lot of the things I've been feeling and feeling led to to do and to be. Um, so it, it's an encouragement and it's a, a push in the right direction. That's good because, you know, sometimes people will say, well, you know, if, uh, Ed, if you just talk to my friends, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll listen to you. They'll, you're a pastor. They'll listen to you. And I'm like, no way you have right. far more influence in those, in those friends than That's I will true. ever have because, God put you in their lives even before you were saved. Like you guys have all these memories and you know, they may not be good memories, but not everything was bad. Not everything was drunken parties. Like you had a light, you shared life with them and they trusted you and, and that's all still there. They're just now having to deal with, it's kind of like on a smaller scale, it's kind of like what happens when you got a bunch of single girls or single guys together and one of them gets married, things change. (laughs) <laughs> that's just me, the way it is I, uh, I got saved and then i got married right afterwards so i, I really understand right. i really relate to yes. that 
And so, you know, yeah. if there's a single sister, a single friend, you know, not only are you saved now, but they're like, you know, she got married. Right. I thought I'd get married first. And you got all of that right. going on. And then you can't party. You know, you're not going to, you're, you're not, you're, you're devoted to your husband. You're not going to go hang yeah. out with the girls like that anymore ever again. Yeah. You're a married right. woman. Right. You, you'll still have yeah. friends. You just won't have that single life anymore. It's gone. Right. Right. Priorities change and it yes. changed in a lot Big of ways. Time. Yeah. Wait yeah, till you have a kid. Do you have but, a kid? You know, I know that the Lord has put a desire in my heart, a, a priority desire, mm. a burning desire to um, to minister to them and to be a steadfast relationship to them. So, um, and and whether you so re- realize it or not, you're the best person to reach them. That's right. Thank you. You are. You You have the same spirit that I have. You have the same Bible that I have. But you have something that I don't have. And you have all of that investment of life. Right. And yep. it may not feel that way. It may not look that way. But we can't let feelings and what things look like deceive us. Um, right. And you, you just got to wait it out. It could take years. Yeah. That's right. Wait on the Lord. That's right. So, you know, get keep giving them the Christmas gifts. Keep sending them the notes. Uh, keep texting them. You know, keep being the friend that you've always been. And not everything has to be about the gospel either. Like, you can still have friendships. You don't have to preach the gospel to them all the time. You can go catch a ball right. game. Um, you can go have dinner. And because you're going to live it out, and you're you're... Again, they know what's going on in your life, and you'll be strategic. Like it'll be like very natural. Um, like, let's just pray. Let's pray right now, Father. I pray for my sister as she processes this new season of her life as a married woman, as a married woman that's now born again, and I pray for her friends, Lord. I know it's just a dramatic change, and not everybody wants to give up partying. Not everybody wants to give up that life, um, but. I know that it's your desire to see people in real relationship with you, not not living a life of self-destruction and at the same time thinking that it's okay. Your heart is to give real, true life in its fullness. And so I pray for my sister, Rebecca, as she navigates these new avenues of life, that you'd empower her and lead her and strengthen her in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much. And you're welcome. Also, I just wanted to say um, I wanted to give a shout out to Simone from last week, um, who was on last week. And oh yeah, just uh, if she's listening, I want to tell her that she is prayed mm. for and that she yes. is blessed and highly favored. And um, I just uh, want her to know that. Thank you, Rebecca. Mm. She's a that was a yes. that was a very special call. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. God bless you. Yeah. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. Here's a real common question that I want to read from our text line. Give me a call, 303-690-3000, Remember, you guys listening, Freedom FM, uh, Truth FM, Hope FM, anyone but Grace FM, this program is one week delayed for you hearing it on the radio. But what that means is, is that when you hear the show on the radio, it is being broadcast and recorded live 
on the Grace FM radio network. We're working on some technology and things in the future that we can go live on all our on all our affiliate stations. Um, but for now, it airs one week later, which is kind of cool, actually, because here's what happens. You can call like Rebecca did right from Memphis. We're talking live. But now Rebecca next week can tune into the radio and hear herself on the radio. So we just talked live. You'll be like on the phone with me. You'll have the phone up to your ear. I'll talk through the radio and we'll talk. Everyone will listen. Everyone will hear it live throughout the Grace FM radio network uh, and on the Grace FM app. And then you'll get to tune into your station next week and hear your call. And it's kind of cool. It could be even like a little tool you use with friends. Hey, check this out. I'm going to be on the radio. What do you mean you're going to be? How do you know you're going to be on the radio? And you can invite them. Then they're, now they know Christian radio. Then they can hear you on the radio. It can be a point of contact to get them connected with the Christian radio station uh, in your community. So that's kind of cool. 303-690-3000. So here's the text, okay? Uh, it says, hello, I'm conflicted with this COVID vaccine. My job will require me to get it, but believe we should have a right to refuse it. I will claim religious exemption and would like prayer and guidance going forward. Thank you. All right. Well, it's not really a question. So, Father, I pray uh, for this person um, that is conflicted with COVID uh, vaccine. And um, I pray that she would cons- or he or she would consult with their doctor and get the kind of advice from their doctor, their personal doctor, not the Internet, not YouTube. Um, but the doctor that they trust their health to, um, and that you would give them wisdom on what choice to make. In Jesus' name, amen. And I really do mean that. I know there's a lot of information out there. I know there's a lot of Facebook algorithms showing you the same stories over and over again, the same YouTube videos being forwarded to you. But man, if you were sick tomorrow, you would go to the doctor, most likely, and you would trust that doctor to give you their professional medical advice. And with that professional medical advice, you would then pray whatever God has for you. And if you had cancer, you wouldn't rely on WebMD. And if you have a broken foot, you wouldn't rely on, if you needed open heart surgery, you wouldn't watch a YouTube video. And so with a decision this serious, because it is, I just would encourage you to consult your doctor and pray with a person, like talk to them, ask them your questions. Ex- ex- express whatever you whatever YouTube video freaked you out. Talk to your doctor about it. And take that professional input. Um, you know, I'm, I, I would say, I would want you, um, uh, we, uh, we have seen, as a pastor, I've seen more COVID in the last six weeks than I did all 2020. And very strong, healthy people connected to our church very, very sick and very scary sick. Some are still on oxygen today. Again, my input also is anecdotal, right? So you don't rely upon my input. Take it to your doctor and talk to them. Let them speak into your life. You trust them on everything else. Before you make any major decisions one way or the other, talk to your doctor. Again, I know you have your convictions are between you and the Lord. Whether you get it or not, it's a, it's, it's a decision uh, that you make. Um, whatever you do in word or deed, you do as under the Lord. And so just involve the medical professional, you know, that delivered your baby, um, that took care of you when you had the flu. I mean, uh, 
like every other reason and 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 the the general consensus that I've heard too is that people are not asking their doctor they're not making an appointment they're just making up their minds and again you do that as unto the lord but it is it is it is and has become a very conflicting um decision and i i want to affirm that you're not alone in feeling that um that is uh prevailing what i've heard so Let's come back to uh, now Aurora, Colorado. Our friend Bianca's on the line. Bianca, welcome to the program. Hello. I just wanted to share a quick update because a lot has happened since I've moved to this Brazilian church. Um, Last Sunday, I got to sing a song with the worship team, which <laughs> was great. That's awesome. And um, next Sunday, I'll be singing another song, but with a different band, because they actually have a few worship teams, but they do a rotation. But then the following week, I played two songs with them, and then after that, they're going to put me in the worship team that doesn't have a piano player right now. That's wonderful, Bianca. That, That is such a great testimony and update, just confirmation that the Lord was leading you to that new fellowship. Yeah, and plus I'm really learning a lot more Portuguese than I have wow. been learning before. And, oh, yeah. And although they do have their services bilingual because there are a few Americans that go there, but they're mostly all Brazilians, but the Lord's doing a great work. And I just praise him for that. Well, thanks for calling. I'm encouraged by that. And you've got to stay in touch with us so we can hear of the, you should start a blog, the Bianca Journeys. (laughs) I'm not really a poet. All right. right. See you later, sister. Bless you. All right. God bless. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Oh, it was so good to have Bianca in our church for a few years. Uh, she is an encouragement. She's a prayer warrior. She's also a great, and of course, you guys on Grace FM, Freedom Radio, you guys, this is brand new for you, but Bianca has been a friend of uh, Grace FM and Calvary Live for many years. Uh, she is blind, uh, completely, 100% blind, uh, and has been for many years, um, but she's also a very tenacious committed, persevering sister in the faith. And she was a part of our church here at Calvary Church for many years. And then the Lord was just leading her uh, to go to this Portuguese church, this Portuguese-speaking church here in our community. And and so she's been there for a few weeks, uh, maybe even a few months now, and already using her gift of playing the piano uh, for the worship team, um, and she's sharing her testimony of learning Portuguese. So I just want to give give you up to speed. Uh, whenever you hear B- Bianca, God does take her on journeys. A lot of the journeys are in her mind and in her spirit. 
She has desire from, you know, and you can pray for Bianca. She didn't mention it, but one of the things she wants to do is go on and uh, literally physically go on a short-term mission trip. And, and I know God wants to give that to her. And it's just a matter of putting all the pieces together. And I think, I think it's a good possibility that at this Portuguese church, her new fellowship family, that she may just experience for the first time going on a short-term mission trip and serving in countries. She's had a heart for different countries, Brazil, Israel. So anyway, just want to let you know, she's a part of our family. She's not in our church family anymore, but she is in our church family because the church is big, isn't it? Uh, and I want to welcome everyone that's brand new to Calvary Live. You're a part of our family. Uh, we, we welcome you to call. This is not just a typical Bible answer show. It's a pastoral encouragement. Let's grow together, pray together. You hear the music. Uh, th- we only have one quick break, so we're going to take a breather real quick, and we'll be right back. This is Calvary Live. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, welcome back everyone to the second half of today's program, Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado. Aurora is an eastern suburb of Denver. Um, The way I uh, heard it. Aurora was the first suburb of Denver, uh, and uh, it has grown rapidly. It's grown rapidly since we moved here. We moved here uh, in 1999 to uh, be used of God in planting a church, and so we've had the privilege of pastoring. Uh, we're a part of the Calvary Chapel family of churches. I'm grateful for the Calvary Chapel family of churches. I was saved in a Calvary Chapel. I was discipled in a Calvary Chapel. And now I get to teach uh, in now in the 21st century a Calvary Chapel. Man, only the Lord could do something like that. Only the Lord. 303-690-3000. Before we get back to the phone lines, great question here in the text line. Uh, a great question. Let me look it up real quick here. 1 Corinthians 619 Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? You were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which is God's. So here's the question that came in text. How do you reconcile 1 Corinthians 6.19 in relation to the vaccine? Our bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit. The vaccine is man-made, seeks to modify my God-given immune system, the temple of the Holy Spirit. Well, that's a great question. And because it's in a text line, I can say, let's just approach this question that it's sincere. All right, and I'm going to take it as sincere. Um, how do we reconcile? First of all, the context of 1 Corinthians 6.19 is sexual immorality. Uh, so the reference here of your body being the temple of the Holy Spirit uh, is in particular to how you use your body and not becoming one with someone else in sexual sin. That's the text. That's the interpretation of the text. It's sexual. However, by application, I think we can pull back a little bit on this text and say that there's a broader application to your body being the temple of the Holy Spirit that that spans beyond sexual immorality. And that goes 
to what you do with your body, how you treat your body, what you put into your body is what your question is. So if you've ever taken, I'm not a doctor, so I, I can't speak to the doctor part of this. And I know you're not asking that, but I just think I need to clarify. I'm just going to give you a general answer. If you've ever had a headache and you have taken a taken Tylenol to deal with your headache, Tylenol is making a change to your body dynamic to help relieve your headache. So if your reasoning is that this vaccine is modifying God-given immune system, then you can also make the same argument that you, again, like maybe a, let me go broader than that. We've got a, we've got quite a few people in our church that ha, are undergoing cancer treatments with heavy, heavy doses of chemotherapy, heavy, heavy doses of chemotherapy, even, and radiation even do damage, physical damage to the temple of the Holy Spirit in order to kill off the cancer cells. And so your logic would say, with that kind of logic, then you wouldn't take Tylenol, you wouldn't take cancer treatment, uh, you wouldn't get surgery, right? Because for surgery, they have to cut open and cause you to bleed. You have a scar, so now you're modifying your body because it, now it's no longer together. Now they have to sew it back together. And you can see that that logic doesn't, that scripture and that logic doesn't fit this particular question. The question is, have you made a decision to avoid any kind of modification to your body, internally or externally? And if you have, then the question applies. If you haven't, then what it becomes is a place of personal conviction and a spiritual commitment to the Lord. Because, I mean, think about it. If you take Tylenol, then you obviously have made some exception to that. If you have had surgery, then you've made a bigger exception to that. If you've had chemotherapy, you've made a bigger exception to that. So that kind of logic doesn't hold well if you have allowed other medications, uh, other, you know, uh, other types of modifications internally or externally. Uh, to your body. I mean, if you're drinking diet soda with aspartame, you're making modifications. That's that's proven to cause cancer in animals. Uh, and so that's why that's why the Bible talks about freedom, right? If the sun sets you free, you'll be free indeed. That's not just spiritually, it's also physically. You have a freedom to walk by grace and to walk in grace by faith, trusting the Lord is leading you to make the decisions that you need uh, to make. And so the Lord is good and faithful and loves us. Um, but it's a good question. I respect the question. Um, I wish you would have called in because I'd rather talk about it because I'd love to hear your follow-up. 303-690-3000. Let me get back to the phone lines. Where are we exactly, Kevin? We're heading out to Pennsylvania. Andy's on line one. Welcome to the program. Hey, Pastor. Good evening. How are you, sir? I'm fantastic. How are you? It sounds like you are a little sick. Yeah, just a little. Uh, first of all, before I say my prayer request and all this stuff for you, um, what you just said, good word. That was on the money. That was really good. And uh, to God be the glory in that. Um, 
like I said, yeah, I'm calling from Pennsylvania. I'm, I'm, my wife and I, we live in the Amish country area uh, in okay. Lancaster, on the outskirts of yes. Lancaster. And uh, last Thursday, I had to, I went to the emergency room to check on something that I was a little concerned about. And because my uh, right leg was kind of swelled up and red, and my knee was really irritated, you might say. But also, I had a uh, some sort of strange uh, mark on my right arm, right above my elbow area, or something like that. Uh-huh. So that night, they had to lance the elbow, uh, my my arm area, and they also had to um, take some fluid out of my knee that looked like antifreeze when they were pulling it out. You know that neon green color look. You know. Oh yeah. And yeah. <laughs> And boy, did it hurt. I was singing a new song, you might say. Oh. <laughs> and uh, so after all that, uh, they told me that I had to go to the hospital right away because this could be infected, yada, yada, yada. They took some blood cultures and everything. Well, I don't have all the results yet, but I do know for sure. I was just told by the doctors that they discovered MRSA in both places. How I got that, I do not know. Um, that's a mystery. My spirits are good, but my body is hurting, <laughs> you might say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I'm still here, and I'm waiting for tomorrow when they remove the bandages around my knee, and they're going to see exactly how they're going to do this once I do go home and all that stuff. Because once I go home, I'm still not out of the woods yet. i got to still recover from home, and they're going to show me and demonstrate how to do the... Uh, antibiotics, which I had a ton of since last Thursday in me and everything like that. So I, I, I hope that makes that kind of clear to you. Um, I'm yes. trying to tell you everything that I know, but that's about it, really. Well, now. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father, I pray for my brother um, with all the anticipation and things are going on within his body, God. First of all, I pray for his mind, that you would settle him and build his faith through this super scary, uh, deep trial, but also that you would heal. I'm thankful that that whatever was shown, whatever was seen has been revealed. And now I pray, God, not only supernaturally, but also practically, however it is you would want to bring healing in his life, would you do that in Jesus' name? Would you touch his body, strengthen him, rejuvenate, uh, give doctors wisdom that it wouldn't, and Andy wouldn't just be another case, just wouldn't be another patient, but there would just be a doctor focused on focused on bringing health and healing to him uh and i'm grateful god that as as they are working on him and in him and through him lord i pray that you would bring healing and that we would get an update um from andy of how on how you have worked in his life that you would get all the glory for the great things you have done in jesus name amen now pastor one good thing is Sure. Um, out of all this, um, I'd like to share also with your radio listening audience and yourself. Okay. To God be the glory on this one. Just uh, about a month ago or so, I just found out that I had all my credentials all met up and everything. I'm now a licensed minister. And, no uh, way. Congratulations. And I am, thanks. I am thrilled. I'm like dancing in the aisles, you know, in my head. <laughs> I'm, I'm still thrilled about it. And uh, the local church my wife and I go to, 
they support this 110%. I have my associate pastor who's helping me out with all this, and good things are in store. So um, I'm excited about that. What's your primary spiritual gift? Like, how do you see the Lord using you? Believe it or not, (laughs) it's to visit the sick, uh, minister the shut-ins and all that stuff, pray for them physically, spiritually, you know, yes. whatever the Lord puts on my heart to pray for them. Um, they said to me, oh, if the elders say to me at the church, the other associate pastors and the head pastors, uh, you definitely got a gift of encouragement and all that stuff mm. towards people. And uh, I guess that's why presently I'm working at a faith-based nursing home, just cleaning carpets and uh, cleaning the floors. But in between, I talk to the residents, you know, and I pray with them there, too, and all that stuff. Yes, and, uh, that's so good. And I have a wife who is supporting me for 25 years now, known her for 27, and it's just, she's been just the joy of my life. Mm. That's an honor. So good, man. Stay in touch with us. Let us know not only uh, as the Lord brings healing, but also how your ministry goes and how God uses you, especially like what I love hearing is those those divine moments, like like you, you've got that one person or that 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 woman, that man, what, that situation where the Lord showed up. I'd love to hear that in the future. Absolutely. You got it, my friend. Okay, brother. God bless you, God man. God bless. Bye-bye. Man, so good. Man, keep praying for Andy. Bring healing uh, into his life. Think about that. Not, God has allowed this medical trial to come into his life, and it's scary. And then at the same time, validating his spiritual gifts within his church community. And his spiritual gift, his primary one, happens to be to visit the sick. Doesn't that sound like the Lord? Doesn't that sound like God redeeming even our most difficult times, our difficult situations? Wow. That's amazing. I'm so encouraged. All right, let's come back to Denver, Colorado. Stephen, welcome to the program. Hey, Stephen, you're on the air. Stephen had a question about praying for and practically preparing for the return of Christ. Uh, Jesus, or Peter, I, I was reminded of a passage of Scripture that Peter gave us in 2 Peter 3.12. It says there, uh, well, actually, let's go to 11. It's 2 Peter 3.11. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God. Uh, and so that word hastening literally means to urge on, to make haste. The idea is earnest desire. So we aren't going to make him return any sooner or later than what's predetermined by God, but we can urge on, we can be excited. And I was also reminded of the admonition uh, that Jesus gave with the, I think it was a parable of the talents, um, the the minus, where he says uh, he gave, he called 10 of his servants, delivered them 10 minus and said to them, do business till I come. And Jesus also said, will he find faith when he returns? So, so you've got hastening, you have business, right? Jesus was about his father's business. And then you have um, that 
necessity of living by faith. So yes, yes, yes. We should pray for, we should hasten, we should cry out with our hearts, desire for the Lord to return. There's actually a special word in the Bible. It's only used one time in the Bible. As a matter of fact, a friend of mine, Pastor Ray Bentley, he's on Grace FM here uh, from Southern California, actually named his church with this name. It's called, it's the word Maranatha. And it means, even so, Lord, come quickly. Maranatha. And yes, we should be praying and hastening and living for the coming of the Lord. It's, it brings about uh, a holiness in us, that, that uh, blessed hope. All right, let's head up north to Cheyenne, Wyoming. Uh, Bill, welcome to the program. Hi. Uh, well, first thing, God bless you, Pastor Ed. Thank and you. for you and your ministry. Thank you. Um, I can see you quite a bit, and I don't know a lot of people up here do, as far as I know. But my question is, is concerning John the Baptist. Um, I know I, I know he baptized, but what started him baptizing? I mean, obviously, I know the Lord led him to it, but but where did the idea of baptism come from? And, and yes. when, did, when did the idea of people starting to baptize come from? Yes. That's question number one. On top Let's of that— Let's stop there. Let's stop there. Okay. Let's, let's go with that one first. Um, baptism is actually not uh, a Christian-instituted um, practice. Baptism existed prior to Christianity— it, exa- it, it, it existed in the pagan world. Pagans were baptizing in this symbolic ceremony. Um, you'll notice they were even, there's an admonition that Paul gave to the Corinthians not to baptize for the dead. Um, there is, that was a reference to the pagan rite of baptism. And then when you come into Judaism, remember God had, the children of Israel, a distinct people from the pagan world around them. And you may have heard of the mikvahs. Have you heard of a mikvah? No, I have not. That was a small little pool of water that's used for the ritual cleansing of the priests and the people before they went up to the temple. And so baptism was a sign that you were ritually uh, cleansed of your sins in order to approach God. So baptism, the act of baptism in its general sense, don't think of it in our Christian sense today, but in a general sense of an outward sign of dedication and loyalty and commitment, that was a common practice in the ancient world. So that by the time now baptism comes into the Christian world or it is identified by Jesus, we now have full immersion baptism that was for the purposes of identifying a separation. So for a Jew to be baptized as a Christian was a radical statement that they are turning their back upon Judaism and and their previous, and they're embracing their Messiah. And of course, you see Jesus and both Jesus and John the Baptist, well, we're really the disciples around Jesus and John the Baptist, as well as on through the rest of the Christian uh, church's life. Baptism was a an identification now of the after the death and resurrection of Jesus, it was an identification of someone to that very death, burial, and resurrection. It was a outward commitment of their full, uh, complete surrender life uh, to Jesus Christ. So baptism was around for I, I don't know 
you know, the exact period when it started, but it was around for a long time. Okay. Well, tagging on that, uh, I know that when we have a baptism ceremony, um, it's always uh, uh, the minister, it's always, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, what was John baptizing in? Was he is baptizing in the name of God, or, or he was he was baptizing in the name of repentance. He was baptizing forward looking to Messiah to come. Remember, I was just reading this in Luke. Uh, John the Baptist is that final prophet who's the forerunner of Christ. He's the fulfillment of prophecy of the one of an, in Isaiah that would come and announce Christ. So his baptism was pointing forward to Messiah was a baptism of repentance, uh, of the uh, of preparation. Uh, it was again getting wet. It was it wasn't the John the Baptist baptism wasn't a baptism as we know in the full description. You know of Christian water, water baptism today. It was a pre runner or a preparation for Messiah to come. So he was baptizing. Uh, for repentance, he was calling them to repentance. Um, you know, I was reading uh, not today but yesterday, uh, as John the Baptist comes on the scene. You know, he comes uh, in Luke chapter three, and he says uh, in verse three, he went into all the region around the Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. And then here's the the substance of what Luke draws on in in Isaiah. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled, every mountain and hill shall be brought low. And in the progressive revelation of God, we get that final instruction from Jesus himself. From now on, this is how you baptize. Okay. 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 Well, that answers a lot for me. Thank you very it's a much. Pretty powerful yeah, you're welcome. It's a great question, by the way. I just want to acknowledge that. It's a great question because we do we do just sort of accept things for what they are kind of we we almost uh we almost read meaning into things without stopping and saying, wait a minute, baptism here with John, it doesn't seem to be the same as baptism what Jesus instructed, and then be able to say, Okay, then what's the difference? That's a very strong you may not have recognized it, but you followed all the interpretive principles of the inductive Bible study method. You made observations, you asked interpretive questions, and then you and I talk things out to come to a conclusion. Of And of course, in this one, we see that the baptism is described for us in Luke 3.3. 3. However, you made these observations that led you to a question. Questions lead you to answers, and answers lead you to the right interpretation. It's so good. Well, once again, thank you again, and, and uh, I appreciate you taking the time. And, and by the way, I, I know you were the main driver for Grace FM, and I want to say thank you for that, and uh, God bless you and Grace FM. You're welcome. Thank you so much. God bless you. You bet. Thank Hey, and with that, I just want to thank everyone for supporting Grace FM financially. We are asking you to do that. We want you to do that. I would even go so far to say I think you should. Um, I think it's a worthy investment of an offering, not your tithe. Your tithe goes to your local church, but of your offering. It is worth it. You will share in the changed lives that radio, online, all the connections, you will share in that. And you can give 
to Grace FM by going to our website, gracefm.com, gracefm.com. And here, here's the thing, because you're listening on another station here, so I want to be clear. I, I'm asking you to support the station that you're listening the, on this to. Now, I'm here at Grace FM. That's why I mention it. Everyone in Colorado, you're watching, listening online, support us, please. We want, we have costs and expenses. It's just the way it is. These are all radio stations run by churches. We're not corporations. We're not big radio companies. We're churches. And we have a burden to reach our community with the teaching of God's word using the radio. And through the radio, we connect you with media, online, YouTube, church. We put you in a local church because that's where you're going to grow the most. And so whether you're listening on Freedom Radio, support Freedom Radio. You're listening to Radio by Grace in Amarillo, support Radio by Grace. You're listening to Truth FM, support Truth FM. You're listening to Hope FM, support Hope FM. You're listening to this on a a local FM station in your community, support local Christian radio, please. And I, I know the other big dogs, the music guys, they ask for this, but they don't really need it. Believe me, they don't need it. I know... I mean, I'm sure they have ongoing costs, but they are multi-million dollar companies that have reserves. And and stations that you're listening to this, they are they are local, that we're a local church. And we're grateful to provide this. We're going to provide it. We were willing to provide it, and we are willing to provide it if we never got $1 of donation. Our church, this little church here in Aurora, Colorado, is committed to keeping this station on the air. And I so love our church. But you know, you partner with us and you know, any amount, it doesn't matter, any amount, it, the Lord will bless it. And and whether it's Cheyenne, Wyoming or down in Castle Rock or Lakewood, Arvada, Commerce City, you know, Lyman, I know those are all Colorado cities, but up in Laramie, I don't know if we reach Laramie, but some station uh, cities in Nebraska. And then, of course, the whole network. We're on 30 different stations now with Calvary Live. I just want to thank you guys. Thank you. And by the way, um, to the call about baptism, in Acts 19, Paul taught this, and he clarified for us, John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is Christ Jesus. And then when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And the formula that Jesus gave hadn't yet come, but they were baptized, um, anticipating and believing the message of John. And then, of course, Jesus comes. Excuse, I have the hiccups. Excuse me. This is the worst time to get hiccups. The absolute worst time. <laughs> all right. Um when Jesus comes on, he clarifies it all. And now we have that bat, the, the formula of baptizing in the triune God. So good. Tonight's our Bible study. We have midweek Bible study. You got to come out. Uh, special, special night tonight. Uh, I love midweek Bible study. So come on out. Calvary Church. Go to our website, calvaryco.church. Uh, Refresh Conference is coming up. Oh my goodness, it's going to be the biggest one we've ever had. We're hosting it here in Aurora, Colorado. Uh, I just spent some time with Brady, Pastor Brady Boyd uh, from uh, from Colorado Springs. He's going to be uh, one of our guest teachers on Friday night. It's October 1st and 2nd. Go to our website, CalvaryCO, that stands for Colorado, calvaryco.church slash refresh. 
and all the information's on. You got to be here. We got special worship coming in from California. We got Pastor Jim coming, Gallagher coming in from Vero Beach. Uh, we got Pastor Brady Boy coming up from uh, Colorado Springs. Uh, I'm going to be sharing. I'm going to be kicking it off. I always have the privilege of doing that. Uh, one of our pastors, my son, Pastor Josh, is going to uh, end it all. Man, I am excited. And judging from the kind of spiritual warfare we've been dealing with, this is going to be epic, epic. Whatever the Lord wants to do, we're ready for it. But I'm ready for him to go overboard. I'm ready for him to go all more than we can all um, than we can expect, more than we can think of, exceedingly abundantly all that we can think and ask. That's the worst I was trying to remember. Exceedingly abundantly. I want you to pray. Would you join us? Uh, would you join us for the conference? Would you join us here in person? Come, be a part of this, be encouraged. Uh, we do this for you. There is a small fee for the conference, but the church here, we, we are so behind this that we subsidize it. Um, we, we, the cost of the conference does not cover the costs. We sub, our church is committed to discipling, to ministering to people that serve, to ministering to pastors, leaders, elders, Sunday school teachers, uh, their, hus- their wives, their kids. We are committed, and we're committed as a staff. This is a big deal for us. We're the ones that serve you. We don't let you serve. Resurrection Coffee will be open. And what? The In-N-Out food truck will be here. Din- lunch. We are official. In-N-Out will be here Friday at 3 o'clock on October 1st. You can come out, buy a special ticket, get lunch, have some In-N-Out. Um, we've been praying for this for years since we moved here. Sending emails and text messages and Facebook messages. Bring In-N-Out. Bring In-N-Out. Well, guess what? They're here. And they'll be here at our conference. So you can tell I'm excited about it. It's good to be back. Good to be with you. The Lord bless you, encourage you, strengthen you, and we love to stay in touch with you. CalvaryCO.church. Bless you guys. Go to church tonight. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.